So the topic that we are going to begin right now is davening and specifically the, at least at this point, the halachic end of davening and how exactly it applies to women. Because there are uh, different, I think, misunderstandings that people have about the chiyuvim, the requirements that, that one has when it comes to davening. And the, 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 there are many different angles of application of what we would call standard hilchas tefillah. Are you mechayiv to daven? What are you mechayiv to daven? What is one, is one required to daven? What is one required to daven? Do the times matter? in the same way. Um, what about all the technical halacha of, I forgot this, do I repeat that? All of those things, on the one, I, on the one hand, men, women can have the same outlook on tefillah, but we'll see that when it comes to the requirements, it's not so simple that everybody has the same requirement. It is not so simple that everybody would have all of those details of halacha really being equal. So that is kind of like what we're trying to uh, to attack. Um, I hope to also cover things like how do we deal with Shabbos morning? Somebody wants to... So men are supposed to wake up in the morning maybe have a cup of coffee or tea or something, and come daven. Do women have that same requirement? And if so, how do they fulfill that? Can they eat something if they're not coming to shul that day? At what point could they eat? Kiddush, all those things. That also is kind of works into the whole Hilchas Tefillah angle. Yeah. What about a regular morning? What can you do before? Also, same. Before? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try to, try to, Try and to also, cover abroad. If you don't have enough time, what can you? What can you? What can you skip? Right. Skip. Right. So let's start. So so let's kind of start at the beginning. Tefillah is, on the one hand, something that is so fundamental to who we are as Jews. It's our connection to Hashem. It's how we speak to Him, and that obviously is something that we would imagine would be baked into the fabric of Yiddishkeit as not just a thing that we do and a nice thing that we do, but as a chiv, as a requirement as well. So let's listen to the words of the Rambam in general about davening and then how, he, how it applies to women. So he says the following. He says, Mitzvahs say that there is a, a, a positive mitzvah, lehispalel b'chol yom, to daven every day a Torah obligation to daven every day, Shinemar, as it says, va'avadatem es Hashem alokechem, and you should serve Hashem. And mipi lamdu, and in the Gemara we learn that, uh, so, uh, that when it refers to avoda, the service of Hashem, it means tefillah. So it says that you have to serve Hashem. And then it says, what's, Service. Service is davening. Shnemar, as it says, Ul Avdo Levavchem. Serving Hashem with all of your heart. And what does it mean to serve Hashem with your heart? So the Gemara says, this is referring to Zut Fila. 
That's tefillah. So this is how the Rambam introduces tefillah in general to men, women, children, everybody. Ve'ein minyan ha-tefillos min ha-Torah. How many times do you dive in a day? Not in the Torah. Ein mishnah ha-tefillah hazos min ha-Torah. What should you say? Torah doesn't say anything about that either. Ve'ein le-tefillah zman kavua min ha-Torah. When should you dive in? Doesn't say that either. So the Torah says, Davin, serve Hashem with your heart, meaning be mispalel, what we call prayer, davening, all these different terminologies that we have for this. What the Torah seems to not really define what it is. So the Rambam then says, Ulufichach, and therefore, Nashim va'avadim chayavim betfila. Women are chayiv in davening. Why would you think not? So he says, Women are off the hook. They are not chayiv. They are not required to do mitzvahs that are time-bound. That is not part of what a woman's requirement is. In the world of Ashkenazim, women who do those mitzvahs, they sit in a sukkah, they... Uh, they, they take a lulav, they uh, listen, you know, below, below the shofar, hear the shofar. They make brachos on those mitzvahs. In the world of Svartim, they do not. First, uh, first sukkahs when I was married, so I gave my wife a little finestra, she just took it and shook it. I'm like, <laughs> bracha? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, I don't make a bracha. Like, okay, welcome to the world of Ashkenazim. Yes, you do. Um, so it's just it's different. Why? Because it is not something that they are required to do. It's not something that women are required to do. And as a result, according to the Beis Yosef, according to this, the, Mechab, the the author of the Shulchan Aruch, who the Svartim follow, one does not make a bracha on those things. It says, a bracha says, Asher Kiddushanu, that you sanctified us, Vitzivanu and commanded us. Well, guess what? Women are not commanded. Why are you making the bracha? So that's why they don't make a bracha. Men, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the, the Ashkenazim, we say that, listen, it's, they are not required. They are, women are, they have the option of doing the mitzvah. And once they opt into the mitzvah, they are part of Klal Yisrael because Klal Yisrael was commanded. So the Vitzivanu is going on. The Jewish people in general were commanded to do such a thing, and that's why they make the bracha. So the way the Rambam captures what tefillah is, is he says it's something that has to be done, he says, every day. doesn't say, as far as he's concerned, there's no formula that one says. There's no time that one davens. There's, no, there, there, there's nothing structured about it. It is not bound by time, other than the fact that it's something you have to do on a daily basis, but that's not what we consider time-bound. It means that there's limitations, you know, this is when you do it. And therefore, it is something that women are required to do. So, what is the mitzvah? So the Rambam continues. This is the required mitzvah. That a person is mischanin, to kind of ask for things, mispalel, pray, again, that's kind of like a, a, a vague word for us. Umagit shvacho shel ha-kadosh baruchu, so you say the praise of Hashem, 
and then you ask for the things that you need. So then a person asks, begs for things. And then one praises and thanks Hashem for the good that was given to them. And each person does this according to their ability. So that, and this is not for women, this is for everybody. The mitzvah of tefillah, mid-oraisa, according to the Torah requirement of tefillah, is to, th- uh, to praise Hashem, to ask Hashem for something, and to thank Hashem. That's it. Men, women, children, everybody. That is the mitzvah. What happened? And then... Um, you know, the Rabbam talks about, listen, you know, you could do this, you could do that. Like, you, it's kind of optional at that point what a person does. What happened was, is he can see, I'll skip a drop, and then he says, When the Jewish people were put into Golos at the time of Nebuchadnezzar, so then we were in pra, we were in Persia, we were in Greece, and then we had children in these foreign lands, and they, it says, language, our, our ability to express ourselves in Lashon HaKodesh, in, in true Lashon, in, in holy tongue, to Hashem. And at, we, we kind of lost that. And as a result, Chazal saw it fit to create a structure of davening. And they made, um, they, they, they were misakin, they established 18 brachos, 18 blessings that one should say, we call Shemona Esrei, we really have 19 brachos, there was another one that was added later, that's a 19th bracha, and that is kind of how the codification of tefillah came about. And also they said, hey, you know, we know that uh, there were karbonos that were brought in the morning, in the afternoon, so therefore there has to be a shachris and a mincha. Marv was thrown in also, not as much as a full-fledged uh, requirement, Marv. So that is kind of how, how and when the structure of tefillah as we have it take, took place. And that's, that's what the, um, that's what the uh, Rambam, that's what the Rambam describes as the as the, as the origins of tefillah. So if we just take it like kind of at face value over there, everybody can really just be yotze by doing little, very, very quick prayer. Hashem, Hashem, you're wonderful. Um, can I have this? Thank you, Hashem, for everything. Whammo. We're all done. That's, that is the Rambam. The Ramban disagrees. And the Ramban says that this, first of all, the Pasuk that says that we have a chiv to be Ovid Hashem, to serve Hashem, does not mean davening. It means everything. How do you serve Hashem? I don't know. We have 613 ways to serve Hashem. Like, we're not lacking for ways to serve Hashem. Like, we have plenty of mitzvahs, plenty of things we're not supposed to do. And that's what the 
That's what that Pasuk means. And he says that he disagrees with the Rambam. And he says that there is no daily requirement for tefillah according to the, in the Torah. That the Torah does not require that one pray every day. It's interesting, just to back up for a second, in the Rambam, the Rambam doesn't tell us where he gets the idea that this is a daily thing. Where does that come from? The idea that it's daily. And uh, the, one of the commentaries on the Rambam, the Lecha Mishnah, says that the end of the Pasuk that says that one has to serve Hashem talks about that as a result, Hashem will bless your lechem, bless, you, bless your, your bread, your food, and vesmeimecha, and your waters. And the understanding that the commentators have in the Rambam is that what the Pasuk is saying is that you have to serve Hashem, and sort of like, as a result, or part of that relationship of davening to Hashem, is that you get bread and water. Well, that's a daily need. So if it's referring, if it's kind of connecting it to this daily thing of needing food and water, it must be that the requirement is daily. But the Rambam doesn't really come clearly and tell us a source that this is a daily thing. The Ramban says that Pasuk about serving Hashem is just talking about general service of Hashem. Plenty of ways to serve Hashem. Is a person ever required to daven to Hashem? Yes, he says. A person is required to daven to Hashem when one is in trouble. When one has a need, that's what one does, is you turn to Hashem. If you have a day without a need, first of all, good for you, and second of all, um, and second of all then you don't have to daven. So there is no daily requirement to daven. Okay, so then, is there no mitzvah of tefillah? How does that work according to the Ramban? What, what, what happens? So the Ramban says... Fascinating. He says that, no, tefillah was not something that was, um, it, it, besides the fact that it wasn't codified, like the, the, the way the Rambam says it, it wasn't even required. And it was the type of thing where people had this relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and when they needed something, that was the first address that they turned to was Hashem. And that was how they lived. As Golos took over, Chazal saw that there was this detachment from Hashem and that it was important that the Jewish people have davening, have, autom- have, have required connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu take place on a daily basis, multiple times a day. And the idea that, that we daven every single day and that is something that, that really... It's because, I guess you could say it, the more structure that Chazal had to introduce to our tefillah is really a result of our inability to be able to organically connect to Hashem and utilize the power of conversation, tefillah, asking Hashem for things, recognizing our, um, th- th- our reliance on Hashem. And the, the more structure that's necessary, it's actually like kind of saying that, that we're missing something in that this needs to be done because we weren't having that, that, that connection in the way that it was supposed to be. So the Anshe Knesset HaGadola, so the, the, the what we'll call the men of the Great Assembly, 
uh, a tremendous collection of Nevi'im and, uh, and, and, and all, all the way down to some uh, early Tanoim, they went and they established the Shmona Esrei, what we refer to. And Shmona Esrei is, in, in Gemara and uh, in, in parlance, is interchangeable with the word tefillah. Whenever the, the Gemara talks about tefillah or the Mishnah talks about tefillah, it's referring to Shmona Esrei, which is the main body of davening. That is the, the, the focal point of, of what tefillah is. And therefore, that was established, Midivrei Sofrim, it was just Durabanon, and it was put down as a requirement for Shachris and for Mincha. So in the morning and in the afternoon slash pre-evening, there was a requirement. Va'arvis Roshos, and Mariv was something that was a recommended thing to do, not really locked in as much as in the same way that Shachris and Mincha are. So, Midaraisa again, no daily requirement to daven. So from the Torah, no daily requirement to daven. But the Ramban says that Chazal went and instituted a daily requirement twice a day of required prayer where one says Shemona Esrei. And he says the following. He says, So now this becomes a time-bound Dirabanon, a time-bound rabbinic mitzvah. Time-bound rabbinic mitzvahs, as a general rule, women are not required to do. Why do you listen to the Megillah? Because you are part of it. Why do you, so why do you, uh, you know, so we, we have chiyuvim, we have requirements for women, even on Dirabanons that are time-bound, when Chazal said, hey, listen, this is a time-bound thing, but uh-uh, you guys are part of this thing also, and therefore you're in. Tefillah was something that Afal Pishu Mitzvah to say Midivrei Sefer Shazmag Rama. Even though this is time bound, Vehanoshim Peturos Mikol Mitzvah to say Shazmag Rama. I feel Midivrei Sefer, and that women are generally off the hook of a time bound mitzvah. Kigon Kiddush Levana, like Kiddush Levana is the example. Afal Pikein, nonetheless, Chivu Osan Betfilas Shachris Umincha Kamo Anoshim. They are required to daven shachris and mincha like men. Why? Because tefillah is a request for rachamim from Hashem. The Gemara already says, hey, when it comes to rachamim, everybody needs rachamim. You can't say that women don't need rachamim and men do. So therefore the tefillah is something that women are just as required as men to do. That's how the Ramban says it. So, backing up again. The Rambam says the mitzvah in HaTorah is just, you know, say a praise of Hashem, ask Hashem for something, thank Him daily, you're good. Structure was added to tefillah. Yeah, that was something that Chazal did. No indication that any of that structure was at all given to women. That structure was created. It's time-bound stuff. Shachris is in the morning. Minchas at this time. Marv's at that time. Would women be required to? No. Like, why would they? That's something that the that Rabbanon created. That, and so, are women required to daven? Of course they are. Because tefillah was something 
this very broad understanding of what tefillah is, is something that has to be done daily, and women are in on that. The structure of it, not, not, not for them. The Ramban says, there is no biblical requirement to daven on a daily basis. That's not, that, that's not required. The whole daily thing was something that was created by Chazal, and they created it with this structure twice a day, etc. And that is something that women were on, in on from the get-go. Uh, but it's time-bound. doesn't matter. So that's the Ramban's perspective. So according to the Ramban, it's kind of, it comes out a fascinating thing. According to the Ramban, davening, the structure that we have of davening, the daily part of davening, is not the orisa, but it is binding on men and women. The Rambam has it that the structure of davening mid the orisa is binding on men and women, but it's very, what we would call loose, uh, very sort of minimal. Everything that is the superstructure that we have in tefillah, that's not something that women were ever included in in the first place. So here we have a machlokis. We have a disagreement between these two giants, the, Ram, the Rambam and the Ramban, as far as what's the mitzvah, and really, like, it, it's, a, it's a question for everybody. What is the mitzvah? And number two, uh, how would this impact women? Just to step back for a second, according to Ramban, so Rav Chaim Salvechik, Rav Chaim, the, the, the brisker, asks a question. He says, wait a second. So when I'm davening, am I not doing a mitzvah d'oraisa? Like, how does that work? Me, you, all of us. When we're davening, is this a mitzvah? So he says, when you daven, you are accomplishing a mitzvah because the engagement with Hashem in tefillah is, of course, a mitzvah that's found in the Torah. The idea that it, that it must be every day, that requirement for daily davening, that's something that the, that the Rabbanon, that the, the rabbinically was invoked that, that you must do. But if you do it at any time you're davening, then you're fulfilling a mitzvah daraisa. So you're fulfilling a biblical mitzvah. So that, you know, don't think that it's like, oh, it's just the Rabbanon. Like, you know, chas v'shalom. It's, first of all, even if it was just rabbanit, that's okay anyway. But the but the idea is that no, every time we're davening, we're really fulfilling a a biblical mitzvah. The question is now: so if we have a machlokus between these two great uh, poskim, the Rambam and the Ramban, how do we paskin? What do we do? So the fascinating. So the Mishnah Brewer says that. Uh, place over here. He says that we uh, he quotes the Ramban and he says that we have the Rambam who says that women are not required in the structure of Shemona Esrei, etc. We have a Ramban who says that they are. And the Mishnah Bur, the Chavetz Chaim Paskins, that yeah, and that's how we go. And he says Kikain Das Rov HaPoskim that's how most poskim paskind, going way, way back. And that's what the Shagas Arya says. And therefore, women should be told and, and, and exhorted to Davin Shmona Esrei. That's how he leaves it. So, fascinatingly, um, 
in an account from... So the, the author of the Mishnah Bura is the Chafetz Chaim. He's the author of the Mishnah Bura, uh, and uh, who's... Uh, the, this, uh, the Mishnah Bura is, I guess nowadays, our main posek that we follow. And uh, so there are a couple of... Um, how would you say it? Testimonies of his children. One of his children, one of his older, his son, uh, testified that he does not remember his mother ever davening Shimon Esrei. Never. Like when he was a kid, never, never, never. Then he had a daughter with a second wife. And so in, in, uh, that son-in-law whose his last name is Zax, who was uh, a famous um, uh, offspring of, uh, of, of the Chavetz Chaim, he said that the testimony on that was that she was davening all the time. So question, um, so then there's this, again, this, is, this part of it is kind of like, so somebody went and asked, like, so one second, so like your uncle says that there was no davening. And... And then, you know, then there's this other testimony that there was davening. What's going on? Is it, you know, two different women? Like, you know, you know, first wife, second wife, like what was up? And the, the response was that he would imagine that the, by the older, by the first wife, things were so tight in the home. They were very, uh, they were very poor. There was a lot of pressure in the house. So probably Chavetz Chaim didn't say a word about davening. Like there was just too much going on and too much pressure. And he didn't breathe a word. And maybe later, like, things were easier. Not that they were ever super easy back then for anyone in Europe, but... And then she was more able to, to, to get around to Shemona Esrei. But um, the idea that women should daven Shemona Esrei is something that we have this seemingly strange reality that at different points in life, women are sort of told, like, okay, that's not for you right now. How does that work? Like, what are the what, what what's the what are the mechanics behind that? I mean, the Mishnah is paskening that a woman is chayiv to daven, and it sounds like chayiv to daven shachris and mincha the way the Mishnah says it, both Shemona Esrei both times. So we have, and this is something that that we'll we'll get more into, but there is a concept that women have are are trudos. They are very busy, and they could be very occupied preoccupied, and as a result, they are not required to daven. There are different understandings of why that might be. One of the main ones is as follows. We have the Ramban, who it seems that we primarily paskin like, which says, who says that the requirement to daven was established by the Rabbanon, and, it, and, they, and when they rabbinically asserted this, they said it's for everyone, men and women. And that is, in a perfect world, how everyone should function. However, when there are times when people can't deal with it, the women can rely on the Rambam. Because you have the Rambam as quite the backup who says that women have no chiv, have no uh, uh, obligation of structured tefillah. Do they have to daven every day? Yes, they do. So therefore, a woman who would find herself in this category 
would be able to get away with uh, a small tefillah. Again, that very, very mini tefillah. We'll talk about how exactly that could be pulled off. And in doing so, that's it. Then they have fulfilled their obligation according to the Rambam. And th- th- at that point, they're not being noheg. They're not going with the Ramban. And this seems to have been, this is not like some Johnny-come-lately type of thing. Like this seems to have been, this is the way that women have functioned throughout the Doros, throughout the ages, that at certain points in a woman's life, they just, Shemona Esri was not on the, it, it, it just wasn't part of their life. That, that was it. Um, also interesting is that, because one of, in, in some of the early writings, I saw that the expectation that women would know all the words was not, was not a given at all. They were often illiterate, when it, in Hebrew at least, they weren't. They didn't have school. There was no, no day school. There was no Beis Yaakov. There was none of this stuff. So they knew what they knew. Uh, they learned from their mothers, who may have also not known how to read. So what's the expectation already? But that already tells us that, like, okay, so it must be that if that's the way the chinuch kind of happened for women, it must be because there was this understanding that there's the Rambam there. Men can't rely on that. So if you have a guy who says, like, oh, I'm so busy, I'm this, I'm that, like, it's, in a certain way, it's tough luck. Wh- what do you want to say, that you are not required to daven? Who says that? The Rambam says that we have this whole structure of tefillah, and that the Rabbanon and that Chazal instituted it, rabbinically. But they, they instituted it for men. And you can't just say, like, oh, I'm busy, I can't deal with it. Like, it's, it's there. There are, we'll see, that, that there are other understandings of why a person may be, so to say, off the hook from davening a full davening, uh, d- depending on what a person may or may not be super engaged in or busy with. But as a general rule, this is why women stand alone, stand apart in having this ability to not necessarily have to say full Shemona Esrays multiple times a day the way men do. That being said, for girls, especially now that they have chenuch and that they have, you know, Baruch Hashem, they're able to read and they have all of this stuff going on for them. So young girls, there's no reason that they should not follow the Ramban, which is how we primarily paskin, and daven once, twice a day. This, and I'll just end with this because I'm going to have to go over there for a second, in a second. Um, the idea that the Mishnah Brewer says, Shachris and Mincha. That is the Psak of the Mishnah Brura. Um, I don't want to misquote, but I believe that Rav Shalom Arbach very clearly says that the Chiyah for women is once a day. That the Shachris Mincha thing, that's not, a, that's not an absolute requirement. So the Mishnah Brura puts it, puts it out there. A lot of people do that, but as from a necessity perspective that the, there, there is definitely a strain of psak and a strain of thought that says that that's not part of what the women originally accepted, what was originally placed on women. That there was a chiv of structured Shemona Esrei, like the Ramban says, but it was a once-a-day thing, not a twice-a-day thing. So the idea that there's a shachar sin mincha, that's how the Mishra says it, but that's not, that is not clear that that is the way it was accepted for women throughout the, throughout the ages. Okay, so we'll stop over here, and then next week we'll, dis- we'll discuss, okay, so the idea that, that maybe there may be some, um, I don't want to use the word shortcuts, but this reduced tefillah, how exactly do we define it, how one can pull it off, 
And then in the event that one is not having a reduced tefillah, so that's, this is Shemona Esrei. There are many other parts of davening, Rachos, Shmap, Sukkot Zimra, all these other things. In, in that, what exactly is the chiv of a woman when it comes to all of those other parts of davening uh, as well? Okay. Can you also discuss what is a truda? Yes, yes, yes. How to define that? Yeah. How do you define that? Yeah. What is busy? That's what? That's a sticky one. Um, yeah, because, yeah, okay, we'll see. Well, you know, listen, I, you know, I didn't make it up. I don't have to feel bad about it, you know, like, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, sure. Thank you very much.